This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Listen, it's time I let you in on a little secret, Marge. The right house is the house that's for sale. The right person is anyone. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Short and sweet. I like that. There's not a lot of long ones in this episode. No, not really. Not really. Um, and I'm glad you chose Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Need to show Had some to. respect. Had to, in yeah. a way. Um, absolutely. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's all I have to add. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. This is, of course, Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And this is your encyclopedic compendium for all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. And we are on, if you're following on the DVDs, disc two of yeah. season nine. <laughs> Yeah, we were actually the last episode as yes, well. Yes, and the one before that, but <laughs> yeah. we haven't start we haven't we weren't watching them on we paying You understand to the DVDs. what I'm talking about. <laughs> you get it. Everybody gets it. Listen, Greg's had a long week. It's been a long week. I got <laughs> He's finally comfortable. He's got a glass of scotch. Yeah. He's going to just chill. I drank the whole thing already. Oh, never mind. He's already drank it all. Yeah. He's wasted. Uh, 15-year-old Linkwood. I believe mm. it's a Highland single malt is what mm. it is. Yeah. Single malt? Sounds like me. I don't know. Um. <laughs> is that a commentary on your loneliness? <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be. It was, um, it was a rough one. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's a very good joke. Everyone gave it 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I did. Um, <laughs> so how, how have you been aside from work starting up? and? Well, here's kinda... the thing. I wanted to tell you this a little while ago, but I just didn't know how to do it. Oh, no. And... Um, the world is a hard place, <laughs> and it's a tough place, and you have to choose your battles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Good. So I work at Heritage Park right now, uh-huh. and this week was a long one. However, something kept me going. Mm. Something uh, really important, something mm-hmm. uh, I think that both of us can actually share. Okay. Um, there is a there's an exhibit at Heritage Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is true, by the way. Okay. You can visit it. <laughs> it is a genuine, real-life, two-story outhouse. <laughs> God damn it. It's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, you know... It exists. It's, it's right outside it's, the hotel. <laughs> It's like that movie Serendipity. It's I know. just <laughs> I know. it was fate that you got that job. I know. It's like It's like what am I doing today? I'm going to work at a place that has a two-story outhouse. How could I complain? You go sit down on the ice in the middle of Central Park and and I just wait for someone with the with the left-handed glove to appear. I wait for my Kate Beckinsale. That's right. This 
This two-story outhouse is by John Cusack. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're Kate Beckinsale in this, in this analogy. In this situation, okay. yeah. Uh, this is this is my Peter Gabriel outside the window with the boombox over it. Sure. The, yeah. This two-story outhouse is what's waiting for me. It's playing the song that was playing the first time we had sex. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy and weird. It's very creepy and weird. <laughs> that movie's about tax evasion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's isn't that cool that's pretty cool yeah uh, i imagine it works differently than as depicted in the television show the simpsons nope exactly the oh, same no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god stop <laughs> there's a whole uh plaque outside of it describing how it works This is bananas. And yes, it does work a little bit different okay. than the way it is in The Simpsons. First of all, you could put three people at the top oh. and three people at the bottom. Okay. For a grand total. Are they like of, staggered? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, they're staggered. Absolutely you wanna, right. You don't want to get poop on your head. No, you do not. <laughs> but that also means if it's staggered, something might be falling behind you. Oh, no. Oh boy, we're five uh, minutes in. We're already, uh, you know, talking about talking about uh, uh, fecal matter. Well, here's the thing. I'm. I think this podcast has set a record for how long you can talk about a thirty second, not a five second joke. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. because we've talked about it for maybe half an hour. Yeah, I th- I believe uh, Guinness is has been in contact. <laughs> yeah, they're on the horn. Yeah, I have them on hold. <laughs> How's your scotch? Uh, it's great. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good year. It's kind of like uh, it's a yeah, fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. I, I noticed some honey flavor in it, and at least in the mm, smell, a hint of honey. Yeah. In this, uh, maybe maybe not in the in the in the finish, but in the in the smell. Oh, in the, it, absolutely. In, in the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You actually picking it up? I hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Great. <laughs> Awesome. I mean, I'm also like I uh, just know so that smell is very subjective. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, <laughs> honey, honey Jack Daniels. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Which you know is not quite the same <laughs> as 15 year old scotch, but it's when I'm like, I just want to get drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, Honey Jack, it tastes good, and I can drink it straight. Um, so the honey smell is very. Uh, uh, it comes out very easily to me. Sure. <laughs> I'm very sophisticated, everybody. <laughs> What's the other one that you do? You like, you're a fireball guy, right? Oh, I love fireball, yeah. man. Yeah, give me some of that shit. Cinnamon, honey. Oh, how could you go wrong? Give it all. <laughs> yeah. See, I like alcohol, but I like sweets too. Yeah, of course. So, like, you put them together, and I'm like, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a little bandit. That's right, little bandit. How have you been? I've been pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> About the same. Um, things are starting to open up, but who knows if that'll continue, you know, it's such a, still such a big question mark in the world in general. So, um, who knows if I'm going to make it through the summer at this, uh, at this job. Right. Yeah. Who knows if they stay open? Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. We just don't know at this point, but, uh, you know, at the very least getting out to see some friends at respectable distances and that kind of thing is, uh, has been a positive thing for the psyche. 
Um, doing a weekly trivia has been good. Uh, would like to start doing them live. I might start doing a live one that I also stream online. Um, I'm going to try and figure something like that out because uh, Revival Brewcade is open now. Oh, and good. they want me back for trivia there. So, yeah, it's just kind of figuring out that aspect of my life uh, in these new weird times. Yeah. And and again, like who knows how long that will stay, and maybe things will be different in a month. Who knows? That's true. And we're but yeah, we're playing D and D tomorrow. We are playing D and D tomorrow. I'm very excited. Thank God, because we, it's been like a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably not that long, but it's felt like it. Yeah, and uh, it's fun. It is fun. I enjoy it. It is fun. <laughs> you guys are on a boat. We're on a boat. Uh, take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. <laughs> um. <laughs> And yeah, uh, what else? I I just like I like fun. I like fun things. If anyone has recommendations for fun things, <laughs> socially distant fun things or things that might just be open now. Um, either one. <laughs> I was thinking more like online shit. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because there's so, only so many screens I can look at all day, but I it seems to be what that. I need to do with yeah. a lot of the fun things. So no, I totally um, get that. I I I bought Okami. On my PS4. Really? Yeah. Did you ever play that game? Is that... Okay. Tell me about it and I'll tell you maybe... You're like I a did. little little white wolf who's like a god. Right. And you have a little shield and you like fight uh, enemies. Yeah, definitely not. Okay, cool. It's really fun. I was... I, I think I was thinking... It's like cel-shaded like, style. Cel-shaded style. That sounds great. I think I was thinking of like Doki Doki Time or something. Mm. It was really originally released on PS2, and so this is the HD remake that okay. was probably... Like, it's not new. Like, I'm... <laughs> Speaking as if it's like a new thing that was, but like I just saw it for sale and I was like, I played it on PS2 briefly and never got to finish it, so I should finish it. And I've been playing that and it's a lot of fun. It's really a lovely art style and you play a little cute little wolf. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Hmm. Is it hard? Uh, not so far, no. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, you you have this paintbrush technique, so you have the celestial paintbrush. Oh, like uh, Ep- Epic Mickey. Never played it, but probably. Uh, <laughs> it's more like you you don't you're not carrying it. Your character doesn't carry it. It's like a god power. So like every so often you can like hit the R one button and it'll bring up your like uh, canvas. Don't hit the mic. Stuff. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. Uh, <laughs> bring up the canvas and then uh, you can use the uh, the brush to do different abilities and stuff. So you can do like slashes to attack people. You can like make bombs appear. Uh, you can like fill in things with your celestial power. You can make the sun sunrise if you want. It's like it's pretty cool. That's pretty. Yeah, it's nice. I like that. <laughs> so I've been having fun with that. That's my life. We um, just, I don't know why. Well, it, it, the, the imagery you're describing reminds me of this. Uh, we, we just watched Princess Mononoke down here in the basement again. Um, just, you know, white wolves and everything like that. Sure, yeah, that makes um, sense. Julian yeah. Anderson wolf. Yeah. <laughs> the hottest wolf. Is it Keith uh, David is the boar? Yeah, 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 he's the blind boar. I mean, if anybody knows of a hotter wolf, I'd like to see it obviously but harvey Keitel in pulp fiction oh yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> he's a weirdly attractive guy i mean yeah like in a very weird way yeah especially like you see him in taxi driver and he's a, he's a piece of garbage human uh-huh. but, but he's like well wow, he's like really ripped yeah <laughs> yeah we watched a sister act recently <laughs> he's the bad guy is he yeah i didn't know he's that. the bad guy and he's looking good oh good yeah so Keeping it tight. He does. It's <laughs> kind of wild, actually. Sister Act's early 90s? Yeah, 92. 
Taxi Driver is 76, so, yeah. Um, and Pulp Fiction is 94. 94, yeah. So. There's, there you go. There's the, there's the gamut of his career. Yeah. <laughs> Done nothing but those three films. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And uh, five seconds in The Irishman. <laughs> You know, pay the bills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, what'd you think of Modern Okay? Uh, this time around, loved it. Okay, I think it's it's my favorite Miyazaki movie. Wow, high praise. Uh, mm, God damn it, is oh, it my no. favorite Miyazaki movie? <laughs> it's between that and The Wind Rises. Okay, uh, for me, because I'm not a huge. I think Howl loses me in a few places. Me, uh, Mononoke never loses me. I think it's a bit too long. I think it's. I I also think it's pretty long, but I I like living in it. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I just remember seeing it before I even knew who Miyazaki was, before I knew anything about Studio Ghibli. Uh, at my friend's house in his basement, he just like put it on. Uh, he was into anime. I wasn't, and I was so dialed in. Like it starts so perfectly. It has the like. <laughs> if oh man, that is like the that war is, attack at the beginning. That's the way to open a movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then, like, it just kind of starts to be a, a bit too, uh, I don't know. It, di- it, di- it didn't hold my attention as much in the middle. And then the end, I was like, oh, things are happening. Cool. And then uh, it just goes on a bit long. <laughs> the, end, yeah, like, I just think, the ending battle is yeah. very long. Yeah. There's so much going on and so many different things going on. Yeah. So that's why, like, I have a hard... And I remember going to see it again when uh, a theater in town here put it on uh, for its anniversary and... Uh, saw it in theaters, and I was like, "This will be great. I'll see it in theaters. I'll probably have a better appreciation for it." Um, and I fell asleep. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I've fallen asleep to that movie many times. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can fall asleep to any Miyazaki movie. Yeah, especially ones that are dubbed. Sure. Because it seems like the Americans who are doing the dub are so reverential that they can't help but speak in whispers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's like. They're trying to they're trying to do these subtle American performances, whereas like the undubbed version, like are are great, are better, mm-hmm. but a lot more energy. Yeah, for sure. Ponyo is a slog. Yeah, <laughs> the dub in Ponyo is a fucking bore. I think it's funny though that Mononoke and Wind Rises are your two favorites because they're the ones that I've had the least affection for mm. of the ones I've seen. Yeah. And I have only seen Wind Rises once and I know a lot of people speak with such high praise that I probably do need to rewatch it and uh, that one's on Netflix now, right? Oh, I think they're all going on. Well, I, I know they all are going on but I there was a, like, mostly all of them were released in Canada uh, but there's a couple that are coming soon. I think Wind Rises might be the one. I think it's like August 3rd or something. Is oh, when this is the late coming. one. That's yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Kiki and Totoro are like my jam. Like that's those, those are my kind of Miyazaki movies, where it's just like nice people doing nice things <laughs> and tight, ninety <laughs> and just, minutes. Yeah, and super tight, and like it's just like yeah, I don't know. I just really like those. Like speaking, because the, and Spirited Away obviously is wonderful. Speaking uh, of Kiki's Delivery Service, mm. um, that's the final film performance of Phil Hartman. Is it really? Yeah. Oh wow. As the cat. Um. Yeah. That's crazy. The dub what year was movie. that? Um, well, why don't you tell me what this is, and we can kind of uh, sort of we can work there. backwards from there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that does uh, help us lead into what we're actually here to talk about, yeah. which is the Simpsons. Welcome to our podcast about the Simpsons, everybody, and movies sometimes. Um, <laughs> this is, of course, uh, Realty Bites, and it's the ninth episode of season nine, written by Dan Greeny, directed by Swinton O. Scott III, and original air date December seventh, nineteen ninety seven. 
So I know that he uh, passed in 98 because this came out, I believe, four months before his death. Yeah. Um, this episode. Um, and I know he was in Small Soldiers. That was, I believe, his last like live role, live mm. action role. Small Soldiers, hey? Yeah. Um, but so uh, he, he also does uh, Troy McClure one more time. Does he really? Yeah. So this is this is uh, his final, like Lionel Hutz's final appearance. Right. Um, but I believe he must have already recorded the lines, obviously, um, for uh, Bart the Mother is the last appearance of oh, Troy McClure. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Kiki's Delivery Service, Small Soldiers, and Buster and Chauncey's Silent Night. Um, Never heard of that. His, those are those are the posthumous films that were released with him. Two of them are voice performances, and then Small Soldiers. Yeah, um, <laughs> Small Soldiers. What a one to go on. Uh, I mean, it's a weird movie. Did you see that movie? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's not a bad movie. No, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Sorry, a little bug flying by me. Oh dear. I hate bugs. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Troy McClure, his final appearance is... I'm pretty sure it's uh, Bart the Mother. Because I'm trying to remember what... Because, oh man, I don't like that episode. And <laughs> I don't remember what his role is, if it's just like a a one-off kind of thing. Um, oh yeah, he does he does a, a infomercial, essentially, about birds. Right, of course. Yeah, which is, you know, the right way to use him. Yeah. Anyway, um, this episode is the final appearance of Lionel Hutz. Sure is. Um, final speaking role, at least. I believe um, he appears in the background several one times. other time, or at least. I do think he actually shows up in the background in um, A Tale, Tale of Two, Two Springfields. Springfields. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember that being like a, a little homage where he's like climbing the He's climbing the, the wall. wall. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Just. I hate it. It's what, flying around my face. Yeah, what kind of bug is it? It's like a fruit fly. Is a fruit fly in my house? God damn it. Yeah. See? I'm going to have to put a fucking wine thing down here and <laughs> wine trap. In my fucking house. Damn. I hate fruit, fruit flies. They're the worst. They are the worst. No, well, there's worse. There's worse things. <laughs> That's true. But they're pretty bad. Yeah. They're like ants, right? Yeah. They're 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 a nuisance. Yeah. And they, they travel in herds. Easily take <laughs> They move in herds. Ah, that's something I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. I know. Yeah. We talked about this already. Did we already? Yeah, forget I think it. it was on a Patreon. I but. forgot it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um and I plan to go see that in theaters sometime soon. because uh, that's what a lot of theaters are doing that have opened. Uh just showing classics. Not a bad like, idea. Cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Give um, me your sound system. <laughs> Mine isn't that great. So, Greg. Yeah, what's up? You really like this episode. I do, yeah. You said this episode rules this episode as we were watching slaps. it. This episode slaps. It chugs. Uh-huh. It fucks. <laughs> it's a funny episode. Cool. No complaints <laughs> over here. Absolutely. 10 no, out of 10? Absolutely no complaints. Wow. All right, well, I guess I'll take the reins. <laughs> yeah. You you poke holes in my ship, but I'll try. Right, here we I go. will try vigorously try to, to put a finger in the dirt. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I actually I think it's it's uh, it's a it's a decent episode. Like it's not a it's not one I actively dislike. Yes. Uh, however, it's a victory for Greg. Sure, I will say. And here's the thing. I think I've always said like 
looking forward to this one. I'm like, oh, I don't like that episode. And that's nothing to do with Lionel Hutz or Trey McClure. Like, he makes the episode bearable for me. Of course. Um, which is, like, often. Often he, like, just really elevates any of the episodes he's in. Of course. Um, it's his job. I... I'm okay with the rehashing of the Marge subplot of she's feeling unfulfilled in life and t- has a new job. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> I understand there's only so many wells you can go to with the family, but I still, you know, it's still a little like, all right, like this is exactly like the fucking police episode, you know, where she joins the force. Oh, it's basically a remake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I like the stuff with Lionel Hutz, of course. Um, I think the. Uh, the murder house stuff is uh, pretty boring um, and the B plot is garbage so that's that's where I stand with the episode I think if it was just the Marge plot I would probably really like this episode but the B plot with Little Bandit uh, is dumb and stupid and I hate it and uh, Homer's jerk ass Homer in those moments which you know it's not the whole episode so it doesn't like have that whole air of cynicism or nihilism throughout but every time he shows up and like endangers his family, I'm like, come on, like just, just be nice, just be a better person. <laughs> Why do you have to be like this? It's not funny, and it's just annoying. So that's how I feel about the episode as a whole. Uh, Kirk getting his hand cut off uh, or his arm cut off always felt weird to me because that's like, oh, that's like, okay, so like, I remember that moment happening when I first watched this episode, and. I always say to Mako's the episode I stopped liking The Simpsons. I think that moment is when I'm like, oh, I don't like this season. Like the feeling of the season that was creeping up up into this point right. was was like there in my mind. And I'm like, I don't know, something feels weird. Something feels off. That happened. And I'm like, oh, they don't even care anymore. <laughs> They're just going to slice a, char- a main character's arm off and we'll never see him again. And he'll be fine next time we see him, I'm sure. And I, I'm just not a fan of that. Um, I like early Simpsons where Homer falls down a gorge and he literally has to get taken to the hospital and recover. Uh, and this is like, it's a, it's a fucking cartoon and it, you know, it's not the, the essence of the show that I liked, uh, back then. So, yeah. So that all sucks. Uh, Lionel Hutz is great. The, the plot with the realty stuff is fun. Uh, Gil is actually not as, uh, in, in, uh, invasive, pervasive, whatever. Uh, he's not as prevalent in the episode as I kind of thought in my mind. He's barely involved. Which all, makes me really like him. All he does in the episode is add to the episode. Yeah, and that's what's great, is that they introduce uh, three characters, essentially, at the realty place that are different, and uh, for some reason two of them have gone on to be minor characters and the other one's forgotten. Um, well, we know why Gil continues to be a character, well, the- because they basically replaced Lionel Hutz with him. Yeah, the Booyah guy kind of becomes Lindsay Nagle in the case that they just use him, use that voice style in several, and and that kind of a person in several different roles. Sure. Whereas Cookie Kwan and Gil have names. Right. Well, um, that guy had a name. Wasn't he does, it? yeah. He, like Jack something? He, he, has a, he has a name. Rodney. But at remember. the same time, he's like, he's more of a persona that can move. Around, um, and Cookie Kwan is very much just like he's she's she's the she's a real estate person, and, and Gil is a salesman. Stay out of the West Side. Stay out. Stay out of the West Side. Um, Gil becomes unbearable in later episodes. Oh, so like that's uh, why... like like what? <laughs> what do you mean? 
Like, uh, like, give me an example of uh, how unbearable he gets. Uh, like uh, an episode or yeah, yeah, just anything. Well, I can't remember the other episodes he's in because I barely remembered this episode. Uh, but yeah, he's garbage. He's... I... <laughs> just when they lean into that character too much, it's it, it, it's the same thing with sideshow or sideshow, uh, disco stew. It's the same thing with a lot of the minor characters that are there for good jokes in the world that they're in. Um. And they try and bring them into other worlds, and if, they're less funny. If I remember correctly, there is a there's there's an episode called Kill Gill Part One and Two. I believe so. So, I think that's all the evidence you need of <laughs> his staying power as a character. Yeah, definitely and, one of Dan Castellaneta's greatest performances. And it's also, like I said, the replacement for Lionel Hutz, which you know, no fault of their own that Phil is not with us, but. For me, it's like, yeah, good choice to retire the character, obviously, but also don't try and shoehorn a new character into that role. What who? What character do they shoehorn into that role? Gil. You think they shoehorn? Oh, hundred percent. He, he's there? their lawyer sometimes. Really? In later episodes, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awful. I know. <laughs> he's their lawyer. Yeah. That's so dumb. Because they're like, oh, like you know, our story needs a lawyer here. We don't have Lionel Hutz, so who will we use? We'll use Gil. Terrible. Yeah, bad idea. What a bad idea. <laughs> what a bad idea. If he's in if he was introduced mm-hmm. as a lawyer, sure. It's kind of forgivable. Yeah. Because you need a character like that. The fact that he's introduced in season nine in the same episode as Lionel Hutz's last episode, that's bad. Yeah. That is gross. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, I'd never seen an episode. Well, and that's why, like, like that. again, that's why going into this episode i am not excited about it because it makes me sad <laughs> you know it's that's, one of those things that's, that's uh, fair that's that's more than fair taking the taking the fact that this is hartman's last recording session essentially yeah into consideration this is a deeply tragic episode especially because i mean like fucking spoiler alert he's the mvp of the episode oh yeah um He's his, just seeing this this role, this Lionel Hutz role. So, so who we haven't really seen in a major way, in a, such a sustained uh, conversational dialogue form for a long time now, mm-hmm. um, just reminds you just how incredibly versatile he was when it came to the differences between McClure and Hutz. They're so different, and yet they're so similar at the same time. But their voices are so are so different, and he was so talented, and he was always funny. Yeah. Everything he did was funny, even when it didn't need to be. That's the best part. That was my favorite part about him, is that even when it didn't need to be funny, it, it was. It was just, it was effortlessly funny. Yeah, and... Uh... And he he does that in this episode. He's able to do that in this episode. Every single conversation that he has, his first line, you know, if you lived here, you'd be home by now. Yeah, great. It's a stupid line, but he's so funny when he says it. I mean, it the moment where he's ringing the bell and it breaks, and he just goes ding 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 ding. ding. I like that's so funny, and no one else would make me laugh saying ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's fucking Phil Hartman, man. Yeah. Um, is it like is it, what is it? Does he underplay it? I feel like he underplays 
all of these things. And he There's like something about the kind of smarm. Yeah. That just comes out in his voice no matter what he says. It's like, yeah, because I'm trying to think it like I don't think underplaying is the right word. Yeah. And overplaying isn't it isn't it either. But he's also not playing the straight man. You know, like he's he's walking this incredible mixture of comedic timings that is nearly impossible to duplicate. And the only thing that I can really come up with is what you just said, is that very specific kind of slick smarminess <laughs> that is just inherently funny. The unearned confidence that Hutz and McClure both have. Um, so I was just looking up uh, Sweet and, Sweets and Sour Marge, uh, season 13, episode 8. Um, has is a like a loose loose Aaron Brockovich okay uh, episode and that's where Gil plays their lawyer in thirteen season thirteen yeah maybe we'll have to do that for the <laughs> for the zombie years yeah so I I mean so the idea is that Gil uh, is just an unlucky businessman or like an unlucky guy in jobs so he yeah. has many jobs throughout the series after he's introduced that's his gimmick right so it's not it's not obviously like a fully replacement of lionel hutz but just the fact that the fact that they they chose him in that role yeah is what is just kind of like sad for me (laughs) there's a few moments there's a few things with gill that i do really like and i think it's three i think there's three gill appearances that i think are really funny this one Mm -hmm. which is his first appearance right Um, I do pretzel pretzel wagon guy. No, I do (laughs) like him in the Canyon Arrow episode. Of course, you do. Where Homer buys the Canyon Arrow, uh, and he's the car salesman. I think. Okay. I think that's a really great use of him, and I also like him in um the episode where Lisa cheats on her test, and he's trying to sell Springfield Elementary Coleco computers. Oh, the Coleco. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Is the can okay? Is there two? Is there a Canyon Arrow like reference at the end of an episode, and then there's a whole episode where he buys one, or is that the same episode? There's a whole episode where he buys one, and Marge takes it. Right, and then she there's like rhinos or something. Yes, and they yeah. Yes, the does that episode end with a song? I think the episode that ends with the song is the Krusty episode. Oh, uh, Last Temptation of Crust. Yes. Okay. I think that's the one that ends with the song and nails it. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, so <laughs> don't just don't just shrug me off. I'm a person. <laughs> Not shrugging you off. I'm shrugging the episode off because uh, we'll get to it, and I don't want to, you know, don't want to speak out of turn because um, it's a bad episode. And oh, look at that. the end of that episode. I just always I always like forget that it's it's such a weird thing that they ended an episode with a fake commercial, and then they're like, hey, why don't we just make an episode of that commercial? It's great. It's, stupid. it's a great idea. Uh, like, if the Canyon Arrow was prevalent throughout the series, that would make sense. Uh-huh. Just, they, they do it so quickly. It's Two seems. episodes. Yeah. That's prevalent. Well, <laughs> starting in season nine. Yeah. <laughs> There's 30 seasons, Oh, bud. God. <laughs> There's 31 now. There you go. Isn't there? Proving my point. 31 just end or 31 just starting? I think 31 just ended. Who knows? Time is meaningless. It doesn't right matter. Now. No. <laughs> we'll never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> B plot. Yeah. You want to talk about Little Bandit? 
Yeah, what do you think? So when they go to the police auction, I think that's a fun place to start because we just had an episode where he got his arm nearly broken by the cops, um, bringing him in to, you know. You're saying, him, you're saying there's some continuity between these episodes? Yeah, give him a boat. It's great. Sure. It's good. Um, good continuity. And <laughs> I do like the idea of them going to the police auction. Everything with Little Bandit is stupid. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you you found the hole in we the armor. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a hole called the B plot yeah. where it's completely divorced from the A plot mm-hmm. until it literally crashes, crashes into, into it. it. And you know what's funny is I, every time I watch this episode, as soon as like the Flanders are like. Oh, we don't care that it's the murder house. We're going to stay here anyway. I'm like, oh right, they they keep the house, so they're not like they're not they're moved out for a while. Like I forget that this happens that that it like destroys that plot. You got to figure out an ending though. Ugh, it's so stupid. <laughs> Why is Ned moving? Doesn't matter. It makes I no guess. fucking sense. Get some new characters. I don't know. Have some character like it would make sense. There's there's characters that would make sense would be looking for a new house, but like the Hibberts sideshow mel and the flanders are bad choices in my opinion <laughs> i think sideshow mel is a sideshow mel makes sense this sideshow is, mel makes yeah. sense actually sideshow, I, I take that back uh sideshow hibbert, mel's fine hibbert and uh flanders make no sense to me hibbert makes more sense than flanders uh, sure based on what we know about him which is very little in, in, terms, in terms of like where he yeah. lives and whatnot but from my like my perspective is a, a well-established family doctor uh, with a full family already, very unlikely to be looking for a new house. That's you know? very true. Yes, like it would be one thing if they were expecting a family. <laughs> That's when people are like, "Oh, we need to upgrade. We need to get ready for our children to." Arrive. So you're saying, based on where they are in their lives, yeah, it doesn't make financial sense to look for a family. Definitely a, doesn't in this economy, house. Greg. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a renter's market. But you got to remember, this came out in 1997. Mm, Those were the Clinton that's, years. That's right. <laughs> House house ownership was uh, everything was fine. This was pre Big Short shit or whatever, right? Yeah, it was it, housing housing bubble. Whatever. It was it was when everything was fine. <laughs> People could just be like, "Yeah, we'll buy a new house on a whim." Yeah, like, if, who gives a shit? If you look back in the nineties, nothing was wrong. <laughs> it's true, especially late nineties. Yeah, everything. That's why, like you know, YTV could have their slogan be "Keep it weird." Because they're like, I don't know what to do. We like, we don't need to know how to sell shit to people. Everything's, I don't know, be weird. Yeah, keep it weird. Let's get a bubblegum monster on yeah. our show. We'll make it a bubblegum monster <laughs> and we'll sell kids sticky goop <laughs> in a can. That'll be a toy. You just described 90% of the toys out. <laughs> like sticky goop in a can. Yeah. And the, and the candy. Yeah. <laughs> and Capri Sun. If you're dumb so. enough to eat it, you deserve to die. <laughs> Uh, simpler times. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just in a lot of ways worse. <laughs> uh. <sighs> anyway, um, Snake has a car. He does. I've never seen it before. For the first time, and it means a lot to him. Apparently. Uh, based on his reactions and nothing else. Homer uh, buys it. 
He does. He buys the car, fills it up with regular unleaded gasoline. Snake is a is a criminal. Yep. Homer's not driving it twenty four seven. Nope. Go steal it. Why is he doing this weird Roadrunner shit? Or has to stop him when he's driving it. I know. I know. <laughs> it doesn't hold water. It's, it's a, a bad, bad B plot. It's a bad B plot. But Just make the whole episode the A plot. A bad B plot it. does not a bad episode make. No, but it definitely doesn't good. It episode doesn't make. help. Doesn't a good episode make? No. Well, no. Mm? It doesn't. Mm? It doesn't. Okay. Because it's, I feel like any other time we've had problems with the B plot, we've both agreed it's like that's the problem with the episode. It's and a, therefore, it's not a great episode. It's a thousand percent the problem with the episode, but there's no other problems with the episode <laughs> except for the fact that it. That that her getting into real estate is so thin <laughs> that the reasoning is barely even touched upon. She happens to walk by where it's so Troy McClure it's or uh, so Lionel Hutz is. It's so thin. It's it's like you're about to fall through the ice <laughs> and get hypothermia. That's how thin it is. Yeah. It's just it's bad. It's it, it is unmotivated. It is lazy writing. But this episode's great. <laughs> Just really digging your heels in. Well, what did you expect? I don't know. <laughs> I never know what to expect. <laughs> I think I've been pretty kind with the season. I think you have and, been. And been like, you know what? I was wrong about this episode. I think it's a good episode and things like that. And the things that I actually have problems with, I've been very clear about. Yeah. Whereas you're just like, this episode rules. And I'm like, well, here are my problems. Like, you're right. Those are all problems. But it rules. <laughs> it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 all over again, Greg. <laughs> What an embarrassment. <laughs> what an embarrassment I am. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, the The philosophy that I'm using is 100% Amazing Spider-Man 2 all over again. <laughs> However, this episode is better than the Amazing oh, Spider-Man 2. So give me that. Of course. Um, I've said, like, it's not, again, it's not a bad episode. It's just the, the the faults that I see within it, like, make it harder for me to enjoy it. And so, like, I, there's still a lot of times I laugh and a lot of things I enjoy about it. But, um, you know, it's just, again, it's just that essence of the season nine writers where they just don't seem to know what to do with their, with their plots. And so they put in weird B plots or they have weird endings or you know like it's just or unmotivated beginnings yeah exactly and you know we'll see that more and more as we go on with like a, the next episode is a prime example of a horrible ending and this episode doesn't have a handle on the color green what do you mean <laughs> i think the the color green throughout this episode is very poorly animated <laughs> okay maybe it's just the tv <laughs> that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard but marge's dress made me want to puke <laughs> this time i didn't notice at all no it's it's not good <laughs> it's yeah. n- folks from now on i'm gonna pay, pay strong attention to the color green it was uh, i don't know if it's the whole season <laughs> i don't think it's the whole season well you just got those new like colorblind glasses on, right so that's true for the first time you're seeing color i am and let me tell you the, <laughs> my basement is like a fireworks show <laughs> It was overwhelming. He had to take them off briefly. I can't he- wait to see a fireworks show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um. 
So you're right. I here's here's where I land on why this this episode rules to me <laughs> is I really liked the idea of her being in this real estate office. I thought I think the office is wonderful. And it's the thing that stands out to me the most. The whole idea of the Red Blazer Realty. And they do introduce some characters yeah. in this episode. They actually take the time to do it. And it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fun even. And I think it's an extremely nostalgic episode for me. Yeah. This ep- the this season this this season is is very nostalgic for me, sure. And we'll get more into that because I think this episode is better than some of the is like is objectively better than some of the um, other episodes that I've been touting. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm not going to say which ones because I don't want. Well, you... again, Lionel, like Phil Hartman elevates any episode, so he really does. I, I agree 100 percent because every episode after this one doesn't have phil hartman so um until bart the mother i guess um unless Trey mcclure shows up uh another time as well that's just what i read is that um uh, bart the mother is the next time uh or is the final time that Trey mcclure speaks so right um so they must have had that recorded early um because that that's is that this season that's the next season isn't it or is it even season ah oh, fuck whatever uh you can look it up <coughs> i was gonna say i so here's the thing about this episode i i mentioned how um marge getting a new job because she feels unfulfilled is a well-tread uh, area of the show. Um, uh, it is 10. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get there. <laughs> um, and we'll see if he pops up any other time. But uh, it must be early season 10? Episode 3. Okay. Yeah. So they must have. it must have been recorded around the same time that they recorded Lionel Hutz for this one. Uh, maybe it was even supposed to come out this season. Um, I don't know if a production order... Uh, indicates that, but it's, either way, they at least were like, "We know we want Troy McClure for this thing." It's so early let's enough get him to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's early enough in the in the season to think that maybe they got him for this. Whatever it was, it might have already been in production. Yeah, and they might have just held it over to season ten. Who knows? Anyway, uh, the Marge thing is well trod, but what I do enjoy about her being in realty is. It's a different kind of world than, like, say, police officer or uh, uh, pretzel salesman, you know. They're very um, different businesses. They're very different occupations. Well, and it's because you see Marge excel at being a police officer, which makes sense for her character, right? Yeah. Um, whereas a real estate agent, as at least as portrayed in the episode, I don't want to call out any actual real estate agents, but the idea is selling is the goal. It doesn't matter if you have to tell the truth or the truth. Right. Right? And that's a hard thing for her to do. And so that puts a good conflict in the episode for her character, which Absolutely. I like. Yeah. Which I do like. Um, because we... Uh, and then we get those scenes. I like those scenes. The the you know the one, two, three kind of punch of the scenes her trying to sell different houses to different uh, characters. Again, I... You know, <laughs> Flanders is a weird one to go with uh, for the, the main uh, house sell. The... Um, the reason in, ter- in terms of like where they are, I get the I get that because their characters would be the most to buy into Marge's yes. fibs, as it were, right? Yes, and their their characters are also the ones who are most likely to just be like, "Well, we'll just buy the house." Yeah, yeah. It's just like easy, easy sell mm-hmm. for any anyone except for Marge. 
Um, so yeah, I, I like seeing her be honest <laughs> with with the people she's trying to sell to. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, salesmen in general, I generally despise. <laughs> uh despise is maybe the wrong word but it's just like i get that that's their job but it's always like so infuriating where it's like listen i really need you to like i really need you to buy this thing for my job whether it be commission or whatever like the bosses on my back to make these numbers whatever it is and like the guilt trip that they put on you it's so transparent yeah and it's just i just don't like that aspect of uh you know capitalism (laughs) and uh like many aspects yeah um but it's nice to see Marge in this world because it'd definitely be the kind of salesperson I would buy from, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, she'd show me a house and maybe I'm like, oh, it's a little small. And she'd be like, yeah, you're right. It's probably too small for you. Let's look at a different one. You know, like it it actually would feel and like for me, it would feel like, oh, she's being honest. She's not just get, try, wanting me to, to buy something. And that makes me want to buy something more. I actually have... I've worked in sales. I've worked as a salesman Same here. before. Um, I was bad at it. Sorry? I was bad at it. I was not <laughs> because that's what I did. I was like, I if I'm a very honest person to my detriment a lot of the time. <laughs> um, when, a, when someone would come in, I would be like, what are you looking for? And if they were like, oh, I'm just, I'm just looking around. I'd be like, cool. You need anything? I'll be over here. Playing my guitar. Peace. Were you selling instruments? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they were like, and if they wanted help, I would be like, great, I'm glad to help you. Let me get anything you need. The whole point is, they're not there for you. You're there for them. Here's the question. Were you working on commission? I was fortunate enough to be working minimum wage. Yeah. So I worked uh, at A&B Sound. Because I, uh, let me just, one okay. more thing. Be- because I think commission makes people evil. Continue your story. <laughs> I worked at A&B Sound. I worked in the software department, which meant CDs and DVDs. And it was the best. Uh, people would be like, hey, I like this movie. What's the movie you recommend? I'm like, oh, let me tell you a story. Um, you know, that's, that's where I was in my element. Because I felt like not only was I able to be honest, I was able to give like honest recommendations. Um, I could feel out people's like, here's what I like. Okay, if you like that, you might like this. That kind of thing. Um, not on commission. Not on commission at all, but I liked helping people. I and obviously for the business and to keep my job, I was glad they were making sales. Uh, at some point, I got moved to personal electronics where they put me on commission, and uh, it was garbage. <laughs> I was bad at it. I tried to be a bit more like aggressive, is maybe the wrong word, but just a bit more like. Like, well, here's what you really want. Is this high-end iPod versus this shitty MP3 player because of these reasons? And I never felt honest about it. I was just like, well, this is what people like. I don't know. Like, I hated Apple products, right? You've <laughs> made that painfully clear. <laughs> and For, <laughs> let me think, how long is it? Over 10 years. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to kind of like again like it wasn't really lying it was just like not being true to myself and that felt gross and weird and because of that like i'm sure maybe they read into that or like i don't know it just it didn't work well i started like i I basically had to tell them hey i can't work this commission anymore like i looked at my paycheck i'm like oh this is what i got paid this because uh you know i had a certain amount that i got paid hourly and then anything 
past that were just commissions. And it was this, I can't even remember exactly how it worked. It was this weird thing where I got paid biweekly. The first week would be like a certain set amount and the second week or second uh, biweekly would be my commission sales. So like I'd have a check that was like a normal hourly wage check. And then the next one would be just whatever I sold in commission. It was very strange. I don't remember, but I just remember getting a check that was like maybe like a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, this can't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, commission's stupid. I hate it. Uh, what was the what was the sign in this episode? It's like six percent. The six percent commission people. Yeah, so I don't Which really know what that means. Which I think is the basic commission. Okay, it's the it's what you make off the off the retail price. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, um, Marge does a good job overall, in my opinion, but obviously not for the business, and that's why capitalism sucks. So good night. I mean. How often do you think you're going to sell a house? You know? Especially in this market. (laughs) Yeah. In this economy? (laughs) Oi! Yeah. Uh, Real estate's weird in general. Just like car car salesmen. Car salesmen... Yeah, let's not even go into that. Okay. Because I... Well, why not? (laughs) Okay, you twisted my arm. Um... I agreed with you. <laughs> I uh, I went. I I I had that you know that that whole thing where my lease was coming up and I was going shopping around doing like what what other cars can I get? What mm-hmm. what other options are there out there for me? And the actual option it was there. The reality was there was never an option. You 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 go with the you go with the company that you leased with, or else they're going to make you pay out the dick for it. Sure. Um, but yeah. the thing is, if you go and you um, drive a test drive a car, they will call you <laughs> every day yeah. to check in and see how you liked that ride. You know what's a tactic that I learned about when I first bought my first car? No, tell me. So everyone can know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what will happen? So I, I did like a le- lease to own thing, you know, so sure. I'm still paying for it right now. Um <laughs> Because, like, I don't have $15,000 to buy a car straight out. So, you know, bank, can I have some money? <laughs> Here you go. Pay us back in increments. Money, please. Sure. Uh, and it'll end up being like 20 grand instead of 15 grand because of interest or, you know, whatever. Anyway, you the know, point that's is, how society works. How kids. it works. It's fucking stupid. Uh, but the point is, uh, a little while after uh, you do this with a car, this is a common tactic I learned about because I researched it when it happened, uh, they will call you. And they will say, hey, this is so-and-so from the place that you bought your car from. Um, we have a customer in here who's like, like wants your exact model of car. So like, we'll buy it back from you at like, uh, you know, um, the, the price you paid or whatever. So you can just come in and trade it for a new car or whatever. And the idea is they, there's no customer. No one wants your car. They want you to come back in and, get, and upsell you to a better car, to a newer car. So they basically will be like, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna sign another contract. You'll get a new car, sure, but you'll get it, you'll be paying more money. Like yeah. they're just it's just a way for them to to get that car back, and then give you a newer car that's better, but you'll pay a lot more money. And they have they to get you do in their that. door. Yeah, they have that to tactic. do that. Yep. They have to. Do you know why? Commission margins margins marge ends ends <laughs> margins. It's because car. Car uh, like factory lot margins and their price points on the uh, on the sales floor are so narrow. So like 
the the actual cost it is to make a to make a low end car versus what they're selling it for is like two thousand dollars different. They they and they just can't make that money on yeah. it. It's just unsustainable. <laughs> yep. It's and dumb. the reason they can't change it is because no one will buy it if they do, right? Mm-hmm. It eats itself. Yeah. Or Ouroboros. Yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so cars are dumb. Um, let's rethink cars, maybe. <laughs> let's rethink money. The system's bad. Oh, God. This, oh, Alan... <laughs> Alan, the system. Do you ever is... watch Adam ruins everything? Uh, of course. Yeah, there's one on on cars. I want I want you to know that I watched Adam ruins everything when he was still on College Humor. Oh, this, you, you, I fucking saw Nirvana in a basement with a bunch of <laughs> bunch of people. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're lying. I Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tasted vanilla ice cream before anyone else did. <laughs> Gives a shit. Who cares? Let people like the things they like. Just, just, he's at, he, he uh, <laughs> Alan asked you a question, Greg. Just answer it like a person. <laughs> the answer is, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he did one on cars that was, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, it's one of those shows that I like because it just kind of pokes holes at the way society works that you don't really think about, but you always, like, in the back of your mind, you're always like, why, like, why is it this why way? Why does it work this yeah, way? Yeah, why do we have a 40-hour work week? Why is it standard? And yeah. it's like, oh, it's Henry Ford. Like, that's the reason. He's, he's, a, he's a piece of shit. An industrialist monster yeah. <laughs> um, decided what? that the unions should be broken. Yeah. So... Why do people not know each other's salaries? Oh, to, you know, to make sure they don't have to pay you more. Like, yeah. It's all capitalism. It's all fucking fat cats at the top. Burn them down. Kill the one percent. All right. Let's all right, move on. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I agree with everything he said. Um, you know what's great is uh, just speaking of Marge and her professions. That yeah. the Springfield Connection, which is an episode I really like, has uh, a really great Lisa uh, moment. That's very apropos for especially these days. Uh, when we have the oh the yeah yeah it's McGriff yeah right before she says it's McGriff uh, and I don't know the exact quote of course but it's like Lisa just poking holes in the idea of police in general yeah. uh, that everyone's kind of starting to look at now it, she she says basically that aren't the police in in place to um, protect the status quo yeah that's basically and, and fill, what she says fill prisons and yeah and. Then she, then Marge distracts her with McGriff, yeah. the crime because that's the only response you can really have to that well placed yeah. argument. Yeah, because it's uh, it was a well placed argument in '95. Yep. <laughs> uh, nothing changed. Yep. And when you think about it, when you really think about it, talking well, this is Simpsons related because we're talking about Springfield Connection, <laughs> and it's the Simpson Connection. So when when Lisa's talking about that, it's 1995. Who's in the White House in '95? Bill Clinton. Correct. And what's Bill Clinton's uh, police initiative? Slicky Bill. Wait, what? Bill Clinton's police initiative. Tricky Bill. What's some, his name? No, Slick Willie. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick is, is, is Nixon. Richard right. M. Nixon, right. yes. Uh, Richard you know, Milhouse Nixon. Milhouse Nixon, yes. <laughs> it's very clear. A very unfortunately <laughs> named man. Dick Milhouse Nixon. <laughs> So and he lived up to that name. Sure did. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, great movie though. 
Is that the stone one? Oliver Stone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Hopkins as Nixon, inexplicably. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's fantastic in it. Uh, it's his best... I mean, he's a good actor. It's his best president movie. Okay. He made three. I know. All right. I- <laughs> so what was Bill Clinton's chief... You think it- W was his best? <laughs> it's that or JFK. Uh, JFK's great. Yeah, Nixon's no. I just I figured like I haven't seen I've seen W actually. Uh, Me too. Yeah. To my detriment, but I figured of the three, I'm like, if you're like, yeah, Nixon's the best. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's not if it's not W, it's probably the best. Like I would buy either JFK or Nixon being his best of the three. Anyway, so ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Uh, Clinton, Clinton, Clinton runs on an initiative that gets him. That one of the things that gets him elected is like, I promise one hundred thousand more cops. Oh yeah, I remember on the that. street. Yeah. And then <laughs> in his second campaign, we need 50,000 more after the 100,000. <laughs> that when does that happen? When does that happen? 96. Oh. 96. Yeah, the year after the Springfield yeah. connection. And then mm. flash forward 24 years and look at us now, look at us world. Now. Look at us now. Uh <sighs> Namer. Anyway, yeah. I'm not saying they're uh, directly uh, correlated, but I think one of the things is that The Simpsons jumped on this way, way back then. Of course, yeah. And much like their satirize, like the 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 way they satirize education and religion, the way they satirize the police, a lot of it just hasn't changed and is still painfully relevant yep. 25 years later. Yeah. Which is crazy. And yet, we're now finding ourselves in a moment where shifting is happening. We can't go to sleep on it, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I would love to sleep. I am right, <laughs> I am Al Pacino in Insomnia right now. Just let me sleep. Just let me sleep. Um, but we can't. No. Sun seems to always be out. After all, it is June in Canada. <laughs> The days are long. It's friends. my favorite time of year in Canada. June? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, June. Canada in June. <laughs> Isn't that the dream? Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. Sorry, we were... Um, it was miles away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, you know, again, the, <laughs> the Marge dealing with... Having to try and sell houses is uh, is good. That was my point. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do too. I wanted more of it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like cutting back to fucking little bandit is just always irritating. And it's like, detrimental to the episode. Yeah. But you the know, kids what? are barely in the episode. That's yeah. You know, like it would have been. They could have brought them in in some way. It would have been totally fine if you made more of a deal of them t- uh, helping Marge. Yeah. Because like, I like that part. Yeah. I think it's really cute. Yep. Uh, and I really like the song. It's like Mr. and Mrs. Superman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore my husband. He's an idiot. I'm a veterinarian. Do you have dogs and cats? Not in my damn house. <laughs> it's great. It's good. It's they're, funny. It's funny they're banter. dialing right in to yeah. their improv. Yeah. And yes ending. Oh, yeah. Bart's being kind of a jerk about it, but you know. But it's still a yes hand. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you need a jerk in the mm-hmm. scene to push it forward. Because there's a difference between saying uh, you're not a veterinarian, yeah. which is not a yes and, yeah. 
and just being angry at the proposition of having dogs and cats in the house. Bringing dogs and cats in the That's house. That's a yes yeah. hand, even, though, saying, even though he said no. You're saying yes to the idea of you being a veterinarian, and if there's dogs and cats in, in my house, and I'm not going to be happy about Mm-mm. it. No likey, yeah. Mr. Superman. You're definitely saying yes to the premise. Yes. And? That's it? Hmm? I Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. So, um what else do you want to say about this episode? I uh, uh I mean, let's just let's let's have a moment for for Phil Hartman. Yeah. Um you know, we'll maybe maybe we'll do more uh retrospective uh when we get to his actual final appearance. Yeah. Um uh if I had planned ahead in, in any way, I might have done the top 5 Lionel Hutz uh moments. But uh you know, we can we can do that later. You can slot it in. This appears on my top five Lionel Hutz That's episodes. Insane. That's insane. Why is that insane? He's great in this episode. And he has He's a, in so many episodes. He has though. a huge role. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying episodes in the same moments. Oh, just moments? Yeah. Well, then there's another season nine episode that oh, no. appears on it. Is the <laughs> scene in Lisa the Skeptic. And he just <laughs>, laughs at her. Fair. I think actually, at least in the skeptic, maybe the the briefcase reveal yeah. would, be, would be in my top five. Maybe it's so fun. But again, like I, I'd need to go look at all, like look at them on the list because I feel like my top five would be like brownest of the brown liquors. Oh, so fucking good. <laughs> Hello, David. I'm very tempted. Um, yeah, just like moments in court. I feel like already trumps anything in this episode. I'm not wearing a tie at all. You're not wearing any pants, huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Kids help. <laughs> Kids help. A contract this... which is unbreakable. <laughs> Will you excuse me? <laughs> like he hands him the note. And it's like this. This. This is written. This is still says guilty, and guilty is spelled wrong. <laughs> Eep. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Donald Hudson's great. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Oh, this is the YMCA. I get to keep this rusty birdcage. Fine. Still got it. Like we just named five there that are better than this episode. We did. Uh and not that's again, not trying to say this episode's bad or his moments are bad, but I just think his stuff in court is leagues better than him as a real as a realtor. That's how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) The Springfield connection when she sees him at the dumpster. And he lights it on fire. Dumpster patient, d- dumpster Cl- uh, client confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just saying hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There's a little tri- uh, Lionel Hutz retrospective. <laughs> Trip down memory lane. <laughs> oh, those are good. Those are good moments. Uh, so good. What a talent. Yeah. What a blazing talent. I would have belt a scotch. <laughs> it's nine in the morning. Yeah, but I haven't slept in days. <laughs> Do you know where the orange Julius is? I'll say this one, it's only half full. <laughs> Why don't I just drink out of a toilet? He'll be back. <laughs> or when he uh, he arrives at Mr. Burns, he's like, we have 12 high-priced lawyers. He screams and ah, runs away. Ah, ah. <laughs> You forget his briefcase. He's just filled with shredded newspaper. Yes, the shredded newspaper. 
Um, was it you'll go nuts for Lionel's huts? Yeah. In this episode, yeah, that's I like that that little slogan. Um, remind, reminded me, of course, of uh, no, no money, money down, down. <laughs> works on contingency. Oh, this bar logo shouldn't be there either. He eats it. Oh man, <laughs> he's going for another puff. <laughs> Smoking monkey. Uh, well, replace the word dog <laughs> with son. <laughs> And kinda with repeatedly. <laughs> kinda with repeatedly. It's like the judge has always what is it? it's the judge has always had it in for me ever since I kinda ran over his dog. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, that's horrible. Well, replace the word kinda with the word repeatedly and then replace the word dog with the word son. <laughs> he's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> ah. Oh, oh. What, is it the is it the um, uh, Freddie Quimby Jr. Uh, where he's like, "Did you ki- did you beat this man?" No, kids help. Is it that <laughs> is it that the one? There's, it's something like that at least. No, he, that's uh, that's sideshow Bob. That's uh, uh, oh right with uh, Bob Roberts. Yeah, sideshow yeah. Bob Roberts. Um, when he's like, uh, sideshow Bob, Mayor Terwilliger, did did you rig the Springfield election? <laughs> no, I did not. Kids help. <laughs> that was his, his only tactic. <laughs> That's all he had. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Kids help. Oh, it's great. It's truly wonderful. Oh, there's something similar. I, I can't remember right now in in the Freddie Quimby Jr. one. Oh, the. The the Freddie Quimby Jr. one is just like is is filled with a couple of just you know. Is he fun... even a lawyer in that one? Actually, I know blue hair blue haired lawyer is uh, yeah no he, he he he's um he he's the uh, the French guy's uh, def- uh, right. attorney he's, he's the defendant because yeah. he's like he wasn't even born in this country from now on you, you tell, tell me, me everything. everything right yeah. <laughs> Man, I think maybe it's a blue-haired lawyer. Then he has something with Freddie Quimby. I mean, maybe I'm just conflating the sideshow Bob one, but he 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 says something to him, and then I think it's like, um, uh, so you it's like you didn't do this. And he's like, no, of course not. And it's like you you surely wouldn't lose your temper over someone yeah. misusing the word chowder. That's chowder. I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you, especially those of you in the jury. Oh, that didn't go the way I hoped. <laughs> so blue-haired lawyer, rare slip yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh anyway. <laughs> Your Honor, do I still get paid? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. He's so good. Yeah. He's he's a great character, uh and incomparable Phil Hartman and uh he has been dearly missed. He will be he will be missed and has been missed. Yep. And um well Let's move on to uh, the reference desk, shall we? Shall we? Um, reality Bites. Nailed it. Yay. <laughs> um, you ever seen that movie? I haven't, no. I have little to no interest in seeing that film <laughs> at this point in my life. I think I've grown out of it. Yeah. I think I saw it when I was like 20 and I had already grown up. Oh, like, nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, I was like mm, maybe when I was 15, I would have been like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, kids trying to figure out life. Um, Meaningful. <laughs> Uh, of course, Glenn Gurry, Glenn Gurry, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gurry? Glenn Gurry. Glenn Curry. Glenn Curry. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Glenn Gary? Glenn Ross. Glenn Ross. Uh, is referenced once again, a couple Got, times actually. Gandhi uh, Leeds. Gil, Gil yeah. Lee. <laughs> so that, I think that's a fun, and again, just if that was the only time Gil ever appeared, perfect character. You know? If he's just in this one episode. But even even just that moment, yeah, you know, perfect character. Like, do you have any leads? Don't take him down, take her down with you. Yeah, perfect. You better watch. I do it, like Gil. The, the rest. You're of hanging this episode. on by yeah. a thread. Yeah, like I like the rest of him in this episode. But I'm just saying, like, that's all you need as yeah. a joke is just that moment, and it's perfect. Anyway, um, but they also have uh, uh, walls are for closers. That's also Glengarry Glengarry thing. Um, Psycho. The but, house, but nope. in in Glengarry, what is it? What is what is for clothes? Coffee. Coffee. That's right. Put that coffee down. You call yourself a salesman, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the better under five minute performances. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah, it's. Someone it, asked us on on Twitter recently. I was like, "What's the best performance by an actor in a, that?" And they only have under five minutes of screen time. William Hurt in uh, History of Violence. Okay, is pretty incredible. Um, the Alec Baldwin yeah. performance in Glengarry. Uh, is Judy Dench in Shakespeare in Love under five? I don't know. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's minor, a minor role. Yeah. It's a pretty good performance. Viola Davis in Doubt. Damn good. She got an Oscar for that shit. She got an Oscar nomination. She got an Oscar nomination for that shit. <laughs> did she not win that year? No, I thought she did. No. Um. Anyway, uh, Psycho. Sure. The, the house, the murder house, looks like the psycho house. Yep, it's their go-to. It is house design. Yep, <laughs> um, Looney Tunes with uh, Snake, Snake, Snake yeah. with the uh, Acme Barb or uh, piano wire. Yep, even like does a little tiptoe like sure does. It's dumb. I would have <laughs> liked it more if they put the pizzicata violin. If they went all if out, if they went full bore with it, sure. Then I would have. I yeah. Yeah, like do even all even, or nothing. Even changing the location to be in the desert, totally. Like that, that right there would have helped. It. I think it would have yeah. helped. Agreed. Uh, U-Haul is referenced with the Flanders. Is uh, I think it's like you wreck it or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Homer sings Luca by Suzanne Vega. Oh sure, yeah, right. I know that one. We lived on the second floor. Can't remember how it goes even now. Yeah, just watch it. Uh, the Shining. Red Room, Red oh, Room. Yeah, that's a stupid reference. Yep. <laughs> that was the other thing, like the the kind of like dumb misdirect of them painting and pat, like eh, just it's it's so razor thin. You know. Anyway. I do. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> um, weird. Uh, like callback to Flanders' scream too, right? That we saw in uh, uh, Bard of Darkness and Never Again. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that was weird. Like I know they're like trying to keep consistent with it, and also in this context, they wanted to have that misdirect again. But it just it it made sense in Bard of Darkness and Never Again is kind of how I felt. Like calling it back just makes it feel okay. Oh, that's just like a character thing, and we see it twice as far as I know. <laughs> Maybe later as well. I don't know. Just weird. Uh, lethal weapon, etc. I put when he's like, uh, I've I've had it with your renegade. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Uh, which is I fun, like that a funny scene. little scene. I yeah. like that scene. Uh, property what damage. What really steams me is you gave him back his check. 
Um, yeah, the everything he says is gold. <laughs> How is that possible? He's just so good. He's so perfect. And then uh, you get uh, George Bush Senior at the uh, unemployment office at the end. Love it. I love it. It's almost my favorite joke. Um, here's here's my thing. Uh huh. I like the concept. Yeah. I hate the execution. Sure. I don't like the freeze frame ending with them all smiling. I I love it. I think it would have been funnier if we just see that rivalry again. Like Homer said one thing to him, like get back to work or something. I don't know. I don't like that there's they're just like ignoring the fact that the last time they saw each other they were in the sewers punching each other. I don't like that lack of continuity personally. I'm fine with it. For this character, for this particular character, our podcast is named after? Yeah. It's a slap in our face, Greg. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's a funny go- I think it's a funny joke. <laughs> I think it's a funny little gag. I think it is. I don't like I'm saying the gag is funny. The execution's bad because they're all friendly at the end. <laughs> Greg is doing the freeze frame to me right now. Don't you think it'd be funny if they did the exact same thing, but instead of happy and freeze frame, Homer said something mean to him? Impossible for me to know. I, of course. <laughs> very, all this shit we talk about is impossible for it us. It very now. well could be. It very well could be. Well, what we've got <laughs> makes me happy. Okay. Well, I'm trying to take that away from you. So and that's fair. <laughs> that's what this whole season is about. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's trying to ruin your happiness specifically. Yeah. And anyone else listening. <laughs> uh, um, favorite joke? Oh boy. I mean, I feel like. I feel like we've gone through Lionel Hutz a lot, mm-hmm. and I I think Ding 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 is up there for me. Sure. But I just wanted to mention uh, two really good jokes that also made me laugh quite a lot. Uh, Moe's house. I was gonna say that if you didn't, I love that. It's so funny. You think? What did she say? Are you thinking of selling your house? What? what? No. no. Why? Why? No. What have you heard? <laughs> just so immediately. You think defensive. I'm in some sort of financial trouble? Because I am. Give me that card. <laughs> It's very good. It's great. Um, And then Lenny's house. I was going to say that too. (laughs) Please don't tell people this is how I live. (laughs) He lives in a house that is empty, (laughs) except for a table, a chair, a bowl, and a spoon. There's a bowl and a spoon. (laughs) Who knows what he's eating? Probably just raw oats. Like, yeah, just gruel. (laughs) Poor Lenny. It's so funny. Not Lenny. Um. Yeah, but I think also ding, 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 ding is yeah. just something about that. Like it's so unexpected. Cause like I, I just feel like any other performer or like writer, whatever. Like if you had someone else in that role, ding, 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 and then it breaks, and he just goes, well, and then continues. But the fact that he chooses to go ding, 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 <laughs> just really cracked me up. No, I can't explain why. The delivery works. It's so it's so on the delivery. Yep. Yeah. Uh, MVP is Lionel Hutz. Absolutely. Any other final thoughts, my friend? Well, I'll tell you my favorite joke. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were agreeing with the ones I said. Yeah. I thought you were saying those were yours I, as well. I absolutely... Well, I'll, I'll just... I'll put one more yeah, out of there. Course, yeah. Um, And it's the... Uh, it's, it's when she closes her house and he gives her a third wall for a cubicle <laughs> and it's Gil's... <laughs> I and brought this wall from home. It's like I earned that wall, and he and he just shakes, he shakes the his, like, pictures photos off. off of it, and it's like, hey, I I earned that wall. You better watch it, Gil. You're hanging on by a thread. 
I love that line. <laughs> I think it's so funny. When I first saw this episode, it's one of the three lines that I that just burned in my head. Mm. The other one was booyah. <laughs> sure. And uh, another one was 42 of those years are, are Gil here. <laughs> those are three lines that I just remember very well from this episode. Nice. Yeah. And the MVP is Lionel Hutz. Of course. Um, never again. R.I.P. Yep. Sending him off. Salute. Uh, yeah, any other final thoughts? Um, no, I mean, it's a good episode. Like, if let's be honest. It's a good episode. It's not a great episode. Yeah. It's a sideways for me. It's, it's, a, th- it's a thumb sideways. Thumb sideways? Yeah. Not a thumbs down. Not okay. a thumbs up. Mine's a thumbs up. Yep. Figured. Yep. Are you tracking yours, or do you give a shit? I don't give a shit. Kay. I know where. Uh, I know that this season is uh, is good. <laughs> <laughs> I am steadfast in my beliefs and will never waver. So. I know in my heart of hearts that I am right. I have been right and will always be right. Well, next week is Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, so we'll oh, see about that, my friend. Shit. Oh shit. <laughs> And uh, followed up by all singing, all dancing. So get your emails in. That's right. Um, we've got a good, good slew already that we're gonna uh, read partly or in full, depending on the length. Uh, during that episode, we got some questions that we're gonna answer, some mailbag, mm-hmm. um, and then we're gonna talk about the weird, weird clip show that they decided to do this time around. That's right. Um, but as always, you can find us uh, on the internets. Via Facebook, two bad, two bad neighbors, um, and uh, Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at the hammock, hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Thank you. And uh, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have uh, another. Well, when's this coming out? This is coming out after the next Patreon drop, right? It's coming uh, out Friday? Yeah. Yeah. So our uh, Patreon just dropped another episode about the zombie years. We did uh, Lisa Goes Gaga and The Book Job. And spoiler alert, one of them is possibly the worst episode ever, and one of them is pretty good. Yeah. Try and guess which one. <laughs> I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um and uh, we got some commentaries coming up on the Patreon as well. Two bucks a month, you get all the content. If we hit our goal, which we're very close to, of $100 a month, we will be doing our Simpsons D&D and possibly have like people guest on it. I don't know, as like guest characters, you know? That's the idea, I like, think. It, we can have drop-ins, you yeah. know? I think it'll be you, my like. I think I'll be running it, you'll be playing, and then the Cinevals will also be playing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we appreciate all all of you, uh, whether you're on Patreon or not, um, for listening because it's fun yes, it to is. do this and keeps us sane. It does in these times, in an insane world. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we got uh, almost halfway through this season. Time flies like we're in season ni- or season. We're in episode nine. Yeah, twelve, I guess, would be halfway yeah. point. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody. Greg, anything to plug? You know. Um, check out *The Five Bloods* <laughs> on Netflix. Spike Lee's new, yeah, joint. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Spike. Um, and uh, if you guys like trivia, um, check out *Tailspin Trivia* on Facebook for details about upcoming trivia nights. You can play online, so even if you don't live here, you can play, and it's fun. 
can promise. Please, please help me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks again, everybody. And keep watching the skis.